All right, well, this will be a Carpo podcast and video for uh, YouTube as well as Patreon. And uh, this is uh, February 23rd, 2019. And this one will be, well, let's just say it's one to the men out there. How's it going again, everybody? It's Carpo once again here. It's February 23rd, 2019. And, uh, you know, I came out to make this video a few minutes ago, and after I sat here for a few minutes thinking about it, I just turned off the camera and said, no, you know, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just, it's not the kind of subject I can cover unless I'm in the right mood. But, uh, you know, I took a sip of wine and thought about it for a second and uh, decided maybe it was something that I might as well just get over with. I, uh, not in the sense of getting it over with, I guess, wouldn't be the right right terminology, but rather it's something that I should reluctantly cover because I find it's an important issue. And this is a, a video that, of course, women are welcome to watch, but it's mainly addressed to the men. I, I think that uh, men in today's world, or in the Western world today, have a very difficult time adjusting to the new climate of what is expected of men. But I don't just exclusively think of this as a man problem. This is women have had this problem for a long time. Women's suffrage and you know even just you know gaining the right to vote was one thing. But you know in a lot of places women still aren't even allowed to drive or leave home without their their men chaperoning them. So it's a hot hot button topic. And the men's rights movement, or what you might call the red pill, has brought in a lot of, uh, let's just say there's a lot of heat on that subject, and so I've avoided it generally. But it's something I feel I have to talk about. And uh, if you don't know, because, you know, I was, a few comments back and forth on a variety of videos, you know, every day, I'll watch a few videos here and there and leave a comment. And uh, there was one comment by somebody that was like red, red pill psychology or something or red, not red, it was red pill something was the name of their channel. And I thought, well, this is a person who's pretty dedicated, you know, to this red pill philosophy. In the comments, uh, one, there was a female who had asked, you know, what does red pill mean? And I realized a lot of people still aren't aware of this. Well, it all goes back to the idea of Morpheus in, uh, and Neo during you know, the Matrix movie, where he says you can take the blue pill, wake up, everything's fine, or take the red pill and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. And in that sense, they're relating it to the idea that if a man really looks at what's going on between men and women, that he'll find that men are the ones who have actually been put down, that men are the ones who, um, you know, have all of these shortcomings and, and issues we have to deal with legally, uh, repercussions as, such as the women always get the child, or uh, how the if the women you know there's a domestic disturbance the women always you know the men always gets taken away in cuffs um, that kind of thing and there is a lot of truth to it let me just say before anybody gets upset or frustrated about the subject or thinks that I'm on one side or the other I'm very neutral on this I laugh at both feminists and men's rights advocates equally but I also sympathize with both sides equally that's the thing. I understand that when people get upset about things, it's because it's problems that have happened to them in their life. So the men's rights movement is, in my opinion, separated into two categories. There are the men who just need someone to talk to, someone who's on their side, someone who they can relate to because they've had uh, maybe a serious issue with attracting women. It may be sexual issue. It may be a... Um, 
you know, a personality problem. It may be that they lost their children. Their wife left them after all these years out of the blue for some other guy. A lot of things happen to people. But men, you know, we, we tend to feel inferior if we, you know, lose out or if, if we're turned down, let's say. And a lot of men are turned down by women. And what I found is that there's anyhow a separation of, of older men, you know, maybe in their 30s who have been wronged by women uh, but just want to talk about it and kind of get back on track, figure out what is it about women. And then there's men who are base are younger men who just want to rant and rave and say women are the de- women are the devil and everything that's wrong with the world and uh, you know uh, curse and rant. There's a little bit and I read this isn't something that I just you know popped into and thought oh I'm just going to talk about it. This is something I've been reading about for months and I've read a lot of forums and Reddit posts from people like this and realize that most people mean well and uh, it's kind of a way for a lot of guys to vent so a lot of guys don't mean what they're saying but at the same time a lot of guys do so one of the things i'd like to talk about first about this issue is that the um first of all there's a lot of talk about alpha males alpha and beta first of all alpha males don't go out complaining about the way women are and this is a lot of these are my opinions so don't be offended by this but um, if you're truly an alpha male, it means that you've learned to not just relate to your fellow man, but relate to women as well. In other words, women aren't going to change just because men are angry about their rejection. Men have to understand that there's more to it. And so a lot of guys, they do that. They go out and they play the game. And a lot of the, the red pill psychology is about teaching men how to date and how to get in women's pants and this kind of stuff. And I hate to say that that's shallow because sex is a huge part of evolution. It's a huge part of adaptation, man and women. You know, that's what we do. We, we mate. So, the, but the main point I want to make here is that a true alpha is calm. It's about an attractive personality, not just a, a good pickup line. And I'll get more into that later, but uh, a lot of men tend to generalize females into these categories of, you know... <laughs> these seductresses that are just out to get them, and that's not always the case. I should give you my background first, uh, because it was funny, when I left a comment to one of these people on a video about something like this, um, he said, well, he said, you'll understand, you know, you're young. And I was like, hey, I'm not, I've been with my woman for 20 years, okay, over 20 years. I understand what it takes to make a relationship work. And I know that men and women have a lot of differences physically and mentally, and uh, I've come to terms with that and accept it, and it's okay. I don't get into the debate of men and women are totally equal. It's just not even worth my time. I know that we're different. We have, obviously, you know, men have testosterone. For for people who say that we're not different, why would a person even take hormones? Of course we're different. Uh, Testosterone and estrogen just being one of them, but our demeanors and the way that we handle things are, are different, and so... Some men really can't handle the way that women are, regardless of whether uh, the women are total bitches or... There's another side to this, okay? A lot of men, and I hate to say this because a lot of these guys get themselves into this because they're seeking out trophy girls. They're looking for this hot chick. And I know this because I have have had friends throughout my life that are really intelligent, good-looking guys who... You know, the first thing they do is show me a picture of their new girlfriend instead of telling me about her. And that's what most guys do. Oh, look at her. Isn't she hot? Check, me, check her out. Check these pictures I got, you know. And, and 
so for me, I'm kind of a, a different guy in the sense that that doesn't move me. I don't get turned on by like, right on, man. Yeah, your chick's hot. I just, I want to know, is this the kind of woman you could spend years with? Is this somebody you could actually compromise with? Because I've seen where that road leads. A lot of guys are looking for hot chicks and don't give a shit about their personality. And then they end up with this complete bitch that treats them like shit. And they continue to tolerate it for good sex. I mean, I just never understood that. But to each his own. But you can't blame the woman if the man is the one who's also seeking kind of that, you know, to use each other. And, And there's the whole sexual side to that within you know the 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 sexual community you know the tinder community if you will call me old-fashioned but you know monogamy to me is something special it's something that if you if you don't want to maintain it then don't if you want to go out and be a free spirit and fuck everybody fine so be it but uh, in the end it comes back to bite everybody in the ass you don't see elderly swingers out there you see elderly couples that are holding each other's hands and walking on the beach because that's what really matters later in life so if you want to play it fast and hard no pun intended and you want to live the, the you know the fast-paced life so go out and date and fuck everybody you can meet but in the end you will end up most people end up saying well i just want one person that can understand me and whether that be a male and a male, or a male and female, or female and female, or whatever it might be, a freaking manatee and, and eagle, you know, the, the way things are going today with all the different pronouns and shit, you know, it's just, it's another aspect of it, living in the sensitive, you know, realm that we live in, where everything has to be PC. I say fuck PC culture. I honestly kind of, for a minute, said maybe we should watch our language and i said no for you know freedom of speech should outweigh everything because of the fact that if you start to suppress what people can say then they will always rebel so um it's funny because a lot of these men's rights groups are seeking male approval from one another but like i said you have to seek female approval as well regardless of how you feel that women should be but you know women aren't protected here i'm not sitting here bashing men's rights movement i want you to know that i have feminist uh, you know feminism is so toxic today there are some feminist groups that i've seen them confronting men's rights movements let's say uh there was one actually a movie on netflix it was called red the red pill i think if i'm not mistaken or it had the red pill in the title and it was this woman who had set out to expose the men's rights movement as a bunch of whiny little men who just want to complain about women and by the end, she was in support of their plight and understood them. And she had a lot of hate for that. But regardless of how you feel about the whole thing, there was a point during the movie where the men's rights movement was having a uh, get-together and a speech at some public square. And feminist groups came and, you know, started rallying against them. And there's this one girl, I can't even, I think her name's Red. Yeah, that one stuck out. She, her name was Red. And she had red hair, and she was like this spokeswoman for feminism. Um, all I can say is, if Red's out there, uh, she she's probably one of the most toxic people that I've ever seen speak. I mean, the way that the demeanor and the cynicism and the sarcasm and the condescending nature with which she talked to these guys was just... It reminded me of the way that men used to talk to women. And a lot of these guys just kept their cool and their composure. And I thought, 
This is the problem. Feminists do the same thing. They exploit their bias in the extreme cases in order to make men look bad because of their own situations. Regardless of whether they were raped or somebody they know was harmed by a man or men treated them badly in the past, I'm going to put it this way. There are a lot of fucking asshole men out there who deserve to have their asses beaten hard. I mean, seriously, deserve to be beaten to a pulp, if not completely eliminated from the face of the earth because of the way that they treat females. Women are often defenseless and frail, and this isn't always the case. I understand that they're protected in a lot of cases, but the reason why cops tend to take men away is pretty obvious if there's a dispute and there's a fight. Women tend to be weaker than men. The reason why this is such a surprise to men that the men always get taken away is because they don't realize this. You know, in the past, it's been different. Times are changing. So there's a whole culture out there that we don't understand. But I'd like to say about the red red pill psychology, the, you know, the, the guy who runs one of the main red pillars, uh, his name was Morpheus, named himself after Morpheus, you know, in the Matrix. He said something that I, I took note of. It said, we don't want to hate women. We want to understand women. So we can being so stop being so darn frustrated by them. And I let that kind of bounce around in my head. And I thought, okay, so you want to understand women. This is from the head, you know, the, one of the main guys. And he says, we want to understand women so we can, you know, stop being frustrated by them. And I thought... What causes frustration? I know people who get frustrated over the smallest things in life. Sometimes it's because they are not willing to compromise or deal with the situation. But frustration often comes from not learning your lesson and continuing to wallow in the same pity and misery. In a lot of relationships, we tend to do that for too long. And so if you want to stop being frustrated by women and you want to understand them, that's something I can totally get. But if you want to understand them by calling them the enemy, that's the problem. And so it's not his fault that the people who buy into this psychology... I shouldn't say that. It's, I was going to say that as part of this video. There's no such thing as a red pill psychology. There's a, only red, a, a red pill um, mindset. And it's almost a cult-like atmosphere. And I don't mean that in too offensively for most of the guys out there. I want the younger guys to know that I am on your side and I understand your plight. Look, I lost my father when I was 15. I had no fucking role models. I had no father figure. I had to kind of teach myself to grow up. And a couple of years ago, when I discovered Jordan Peterson, I saw so many young males flocking around him, and I said, what is this about him? I made a couple of videos talking about him and saying, I understand and, and I agree with a lot of his points, but also there are a lot of young angry males who attach themselves to this idea of, yeah, men, take back your power. And I thought, when did men feel like they lost their power? And so I considered it a lot. And I said, you know, Jesus, we've lost a rite of passage. There are a lot of cultures where, you know, pff, shit, somewhere out in the Pacific, there's this one culture where they take these bullet ants and they literally tie and weave each of these bullet ants' heads into a, a cloth, like this woven cloth piece about yay big. So there's like something like a hundred of these bullet ants bullet ants are no fucking joke and i believe they're bullet ants and then they uh so all their pinchers are all exposed on one side and then they stick it on the kid's chest 
and this kid has to like endure this pain and from an outsider's view let's just say uh i, I just picture like you know some some england englishman in, in the 1800s going by golly how could they do that you know and just like so shocked that somebody could be so vulgar the way that a lot of these colonizers like treated the people that they came to their lands you know as if they're the you know the vulgar ones and you realize now well, well these were rite of passage issues for these kids this is what made a kid feel like he was a man it doesn't matter if it really made you a man or not it's psychological and that's the psychological aspect about this you know that men need to decide to be men so one of the problems I've seen in these forums is a lot of these kids, um, and the problem with the red pill idea is that a lot of these boys lack a sense of humor. They lack insight. They're not working on the self. They're working, instead of pointing inwards, they're pointing outwards and expecting women to change or thinking that their complaining is going to change women. And I say, if that works for you, so be it. But if you really look inside, you'll see that it's not the women that are going to change. It's going to be your perspective and you're going to find someone if you're willing to look a little bit closer. You know, don't look for the hot chick at the bar. You know, look for the look for the quiet woman in the corner who just works for you. And I'll admit it, I'm lucky. I met someone in my life that is wonderful and who was attracted to me for who I am too. Who is not a money grabber or a gold digger, obviously, because I've always been poor. But that loves me for who I am. And that I want to work to better myself for. And vice versa, I hope. And that's the thing. We've raised three wonderful boys. And, well, we've we've raised one and we're working on two more. But um, to me, when I think about who I am, and I think about this idea of the alpha, I think, you know, am I an alpha? You're damn right I am. Because I'm learning about myself and I'm learning how to handle myself I'm able to uh, discuss things with a rational standpoint, viewpoint, understand people, have them understand me, and I have a woman who I love and respect and love and respects me. What else would an alpha want out of life? And and, and that's what I mean. If you're going to use that term, and I, and I use that loosely, because I know there's somebody out there, at least one person who's saying, hey, that's been disputed scientifically. There are no alpha males. I would say that, for the most part, y Regardless of how we deny it, there are some men who have a higher stature out there. But it's it's the women who run the world. Just like in if you look in even our closest relatives, you know, in in the, the, the some of the ape species and chimps and monkeys, uh, it's the woman who runs the show. The man is the defender. And so a lot of guys are trying to understand that and say, look, we need to go back to the roots of, you know, our primal ways. You know, the woman stays at home and cooks. And the man's the defender, but it just doesn't work that way. What we have to do is give each other free reign to do whatever we want. If men want to turn into wussies and women want to turn into cage fighters, so be it. Um, and that's what we did. My generation, we were told to embrace our feminine side. And so I did. I wore skirts when I was in high school. Like long flowing skirt, like and went to dead shows. With my hair and fucking pigtail braids, like, you know... I, I didn't care. I wasn't embarrassed. I was never gay. And that's the thing. I never had any interest in men at all, actually. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people are, and they're curious and whatnot. But that, for me, it was just about being free and knowing who I was and not caring and being eccentric. And 
I was often made fun of for that by the jocks, the tough guys. And guess what happened? They ended up having the most boring, mundane lives and and and, and en- end up envying the guys who were the eccentrics that could be themselves because they never had to prove themselves to everyone else. I know who I am, but I'm still learning about myself. So anyway, so as far as boys, you know, boys will be boys. It's true. There is a lot to be said about the idea of the whole locker room talk thing. I mean, I'd, I'd love to say, because I'm, I'm, I'm a... I'm probably one of the only guys that you'll ever meet that doesn't have any porn on my computer and hasn't been to a porn site probably since I was a kid, you know, the early days of the internet. Um, And even then, it was only once or twice, maybe looking at a couple pictures. It just didn't interest me because, and, and, and over the years, you know, I've learned to control kind of my, you know, that sexual urge and, and you get older, but during that time, in the last few years, I've started hearing about this no-fap movement. Fap, fap. I see this all over on comments. And somebody asked me about it. I've had even emails from a couple people saying, you know, hey, man, yeah, I don't know what to do. I have sexual urges and I fap a lot. And I'm like, okay, so fap is masturbation. I had to put that together. And I was like, okay, wow. Well, you know, whatever, just don't beat off. And then I started thinking, well, fuck, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21... Oh my God, that was like the most exciting thing. It's that dopamine rush. It's, you know, the orgasm. Sorry to be vulgar for some people, but that's not vulgar to me. It's just natural. This is what we, how we reproduce is through the orgasm. And masturbation is a major part of people's lives. So it really got me thinking about, and hopefully you don't have kids in the room, but you probably won't with me talking. <laughs> um, even though I'm usually pretty fair i don't really talk too vulgar and i try to be respectful so that's probably why i mentioned that but um the thing is boys will be boys and sure we need to teach boys how to be more respectful of women but also how to be men and being so the question i guess i would pose is what is being a man today are boys allowed to fight one another kind of i just that picture popped into my head of a dad breaking up two boys fighting at like a barbecue during that commercial that was such a huge deal that big that Gillette commercial where honestly I could see they made men look stupid in that commercial and I thought I try to avoid what's going on in the media the politics but somebody will be like have you seen this have you seen this until I'm forced to like okay I might as well look at the story so I can at least discuss it but um Making men look stupid is nothing new, and a lot of men have used this as kind of a reason why they're so upset about, you know, the way that things are going, that a lot of the shows make men look like the dumb, oofy husband. But honestly, that's nothing new. It's really nothing new. Women, there's a, you know, a Grateful Dead song, The Women Are Smarter, and everybody sings that one with gusto. We all know it's true. And it's not about intelligence or competition. It's a, a wink and a nod to say, okay, the women can help to calm a man down in his most intense moments whereas a man can think things through in a way that can get shit done this doesn't mean that all men or all women fit that trait it just means that behind every good man is a great woman and that's one of my favorite quotes and it's true my woman keeps me grounded you know i've got my head in the clouds and i'm looking at notes and i'm thinking about this and that and she'll just say one sentence and 
She doesn't even realize how much it affects me or how much I think about that. But when my wife says one sentence about something that I go on and on about, it's like, well, maybe you need to do this. And I think, fuck, you're right, you know? A lot of women don't even realize how much they have to offer to, you know, to men in that way. So when you are a man and your woman gives you advice, instead of being insulted by it, you take it to heart and say, yeah, I could better myself. But that's the key. Some women are trying to tear their guys down. They're not trying to better you. And a lot of men are trying to tear their woman down as if it's a competition. We're mistaking competition for a relationship. It doesn't have to be that way. So, um, you know, we should be able to laugh at our own genetics, at our own differences between male and females. Uh, You know, one of the things that we've probably inherited genetically is the fact that if a man is rejected by a woman, it's going to cause psychological turmoil. And I'm sure that goes back to our ancestors. It's obvious how much it affects a guy to be turned down. It's a major issue with a lot of guys. But don't be defeated because of that, you know? It doesn't mean you have to try again ten times. You catch a hint, but it doesn't. also doesn't mean you give up. And I know that men are sensitive inside. And if a man shows his sensitivity, other guys tend to make fun of them. And that that's changing now. But what I want to say is if you're a man out there who has had his heart broken, if women have wronged you... Don't turn against women. Don't turn to some red pill philosophy about rejecting women and, uh, you know, being the alpha or some guy telling you how to score with hot babes. Just think about it for a minute and say, what has been successful through evolution? Most of all, look at your elders and say, what makes them happy? If you're going to live a long, happy life, what do you see your elderly, you know, friends doing? And they're usually, like I said, walking along the beach, holding hands, looking at a sunset understanding that life is a day-to-day thing we're in the rat race now you may have your trophy wife but in 40 years we're all gonna rot so you know make the best of it and find somebody that's not a soulmate because i don't believe in that bullshit i'll just let that one go right now you know the chances of you meeting your soulmate that's born in the same town and everybody ending up with you know we make the best of the situation we have I think that it's even more important to realize that we create our soulmate and that we are all responsible in creating that relationship. So uh, don't let a last kind of note is that uh, don't let the alphas on TV fool you. You know, these James Bond 007 types because they don't exist. Every behind every tough guy is a facade. I think the perfect example example I'm not going to even go there because I think that it would offend people in a completely different regard because I'll go political but um, anyway the best bet is cooperation Uh, a true man is defined by not just what what his woman looks like or what job he has or what how much money he has none of that matter what matters is what goes on behind closed doors how do you manage your money how do you spend your money if you have money, how do you uh, treat your wife and your relationship? You know, I say that because there's a big facade Hollywood's put on, but more than that, the media. The media wants to make it look like all the women are out to get men, or all the men are out to get women, and that there's always a, a constant battle between everyone, but there's not. Most people go on with mellow lives, and that's what's important is that we embrace that while we're here. And um, so you got to have a firm grasp on yourself. I'd like to leave you with a quote that I heard earlier, and it said, um, 
under all or there's violence under all virtue and there's virtue under violence the only constant is the hiding and that was in relation to the internet and how you know behind everybody who seems it's almost like the cynicism not a you know kind of like a passive aggressive like behind everybody who seems to be acting virtuous you know there's some sort of a violent tendency and behind everybody who's angry and violent there's a passive reason why they do it and when we start to see that we realize that it's not a bunch of angry men who want to beat women and it's not a bunch of angry feminists who want to go out and torch men but there are a few in the groups that are like that and I think that it's up to both groups to kind of disown and, you know, uh, let people like that know that, hey, we're not at war with the other sex here. It's just absurd. So um, I'm glad that I did this one, you know, in the end, uh, to get it out of the way and realize that, you know, the thing is we're, (laughs) there's a lot of guys out there who have, had bad luck. I get that. But there's also a lot of guys out there who have made bad decisions for themselves and chosen a woman that they knew in their hearts wasn't the right one for them. And when she leaves them, they're surprised and they get angry at women. Well, there's a lot of women out there who had a man who may have beat them as well. And they may think that all men are out to get them. But let me say, you know, my wife is an exception to the rule as well as me. And that may sound kind of arrogant, but, you know... (laughs) All right, I ran out of space on the tape, so I guess that's about it. I'm, uh, <laughs> I guess running out of space on the uh, on the recording is a good thing because I can finish this up for the podcast. Um, my wife is a wonderful woman. She's done so much for me. I mean, she's held me through the years and helped me through the worst of times. And even lately, you know, I felt a little bit anxious and depressed at times. You know, and I don't really let it show too much, but I really care about my family. I really care about my friends. And I just have um, my own way of showing things, you know. I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm a man who's learned to deal with my emotions, but I'm not a pacifist, you know. I know dudes who are really too too rough around the edges and some guys who are way too sensitive and uh, by observing how that works for them in relationships, I've seen that, you know, there's a lot of truth to what some of these guys are saying. I would like to maybe address the idea that a lot of dudes are right. You know, the red pill psychology about how women want a tough guy and a guy who can stand up for them, these kinds of things. A lot of the times these are true. They are stereotypes and generalizations, but a lot of them are true. Um, they're I've seen it, you know, even with my wife who understands and loves me for who I am, you know, she probably would look at me funny if I didn't stand up for her or, you know, defend her honor in certain situations. That's um, maybe something some people want to overcome, you know, by saying, well, we're not animals anymore. You know, we should always be able to talk our way out of a situation. But uh, dare I say that there's a certain sexiness within fighting and battling. You know, and it's obvious. We see it within our romanticizing through the, you know, (laughs) through the movies and the media of violence. What is it about violence, you know, that 
not just men are attracted to, but women are attracted to men who are violent sometimes. And why is it that there seems to be this, you know, this stereotype of the woman who wants the man who's the fighter or the woman who even stays with the man that beats her? What is that all about? Why do some women end up sticking around with guys and defending them even when they abuse them? And uh, I think that goes back to, you know, kind of, uh, well, there's a little bit of programming there, but it's our genetic past, you know, with the, the tough male. And so we're trying to overcome the alpha male. But at the same time, we realize that somebody has to be kind of the example for what a good guy is, a good male is. And to be honest, I don't know what that is. My father taught me that, you know, the things he taught me, he he really never sat me down that I can remember and said, this is what a man is. He died when I was 15, but before that, he took me camping every year. He showed me how to shoot a rifle, and he taught me how to shoot well. Uh, he taught me, you know, about knives and how to sharpen knives and, uh, you know, these basic manly things. But he was a poet. I mean... Not for a living, but I've got hundreds of, like at least a couple hundred of his poems that he wrote. And he was a delicate mind. But, you know, he went to Vietnam and it fucked him up. In fact, I'm I'm wearing his dog tags, you can hear. These were uh, his, you know, his Vietnam dog tags in case he got his head blown off or completely annihilated. But uh, it ended up killing him a different way. But... The thing was, when he was young, that was what they were told a man is. You know, it's the late 60s. You're getting out of high school. You you want to go in and you want to fight for your country and be the tough guy. And so, you know, that was kind of... I guess that was the red pill at the time, you know. It's always making guys want to be tougher. I guess my question is, how long is it going to be before the fucking military is using that? They're like, you know, when I was when I was a kid, it was... Be all you can be. Find your future in the army. And uh, before you know it, it's going to be like, you know, swallow the red pill. Join the army. Women have screwed you over. Be a tough guy. You know, did you have a bad date in high school? Join the army. (laughs) Because they're just buying into whatever people will do to join. And um, very few tough guys come back from the military. But at the same time, it is a rite of passage for a lot of kids. And it does toughen them up. So I guess what I'd say is if if you can make it through military without breaking you completely, which means you're already strong-willed enough to understand what's going on, uh, then maybe it'll be a good thing for you. But I think for a lot of folks, they're not strong-willed, and that's why they're there. And so I feel bad for my friends and relatives who have joined the military, ended up fighting for causes they don't understand, and then being broken for life. And uh, But I guess that's a story for something completely different. So I'm going to go now. I guess I should uh, go by rephrasing the the main red pill guy Morpheus who said uh, we don't we're not we're not here to hate women, but we want to understand women so we can stop being so damn frustrated by them. So just remember that, you know, for anybody out there who's bought the psychology that women are evil. And I'm definitely not standing up for women because there's just as many shitty women out there. Equal on both sides, I guarantee you. The thing is, we've got to realize it's not that the people are shitty. It's that our primal instincts and our genetic traits and our predisposition to certain attitudes and our hormones 
drive us to be certain way and that we can overcome that. So when you're angry at your wife or your husband, your girlfriend, boyfriend, dog friend, cousin, whatever it might be, <laughs> you know, don't take it out on them, you know, as if it's, you know, they're the, the bane of your existence or the, you know, just take a deep breath and realize people are different. Laugh it off because ultimately we're defined by our relationships. So the true alphas are calm, collected, able to respond to males and females and situations with finesse as much as possible. <laughs> Talk to y'all later and uh, hope y'all have a wonderful day. And thanks to everybody. I'd like to say thanks to my uh, patrons. My note off uh, my, my top six patrons Angel Beer, Dan Evans, Boss Brink Hussen, Joseph Wileman, Josh O'Brien, and Todd Crew. And I'd also like to say thanks to my some of my new supporters, Travis Gravely and Ryan Tyler. Every little bit makes a difference, and uh, if I can continue making Patreon a uh, an option to support this channel, I will continue to upload as much content as I'm able, and maybe one day switch over full-time. So, as usual, if you're a Patreon supporter and you have any particular requests or uh, ideas for videos, please let me know. This is Carpo719, signing out. Peace, everybody.